Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a better business bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible Style 2016. One of the most popular shows I do every year is teaching on negotiations. And in the past, I have taught most of my negotiations Bible style from the Old Testament. But this year, we have something new. (laughs) We have some new teaching on negotiations from the New Testament. And in doing that, I couldn't help but address this new marketing concept. You may have seen it. It's all over TV or all over the internet. It's called True Car. And and there's other companies that are similar to that. But what about this thing called True Car? Uh, Seems to line up with the Truth Network, but I can assure you it's far from that. (laughs) So we're going to dive into this negotiation Bible style in True Car, and we're going to get up to that, get all that going first. But, you know, I also want to share what else we've got on the show today. But of course, we always want your input. So maybe you've used TrueCar or a service like that, or maybe you had an experience at CarMax or someplace that makes car buying easy. What is that like? How does that exactly work? We would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. That's, you know, toll free, 866, those first three digits. 866-348-7884. But also on the today's show, I certainly want to share some needs that we have with our Jesus Labor of Love. The Jesus Labor of Love is a ministry we have here at the Christian Car Guys Show. It's helping single moms, widows, and families in crisis with car repair. Now, most of the time, we try to find somebody that will provide the labor, but on many occasions here lately especially, we have had wonderful contributions by many listeners that have enabled us to pay for some of the parts. There's often these needs that 
these folks that are in crisis way exceed their resources and we may be able to get them the labor, but they don't have the money for parts. And so we've been able to meet that. And I want to share some of the new needs that we have and, and of course, some updates on the ones that have been repaired. So we're grateful for what God's doing along those lines. And at the bottom of the hour, we have Chaplain Steve Wingate. He's a NASCAR chaplain, and he has a feature that runs across the country called Winning the Race Every Day. And he has some insight. He's going to help us win the race, (laughs) maybe even win this race of negotiation with buying a car. Maybe that he's going to share today on um, the Christian Car Guy show coming up at the bottom of the hour. And then coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, you may wonder where I came up with that term. Well, you know, for years and years and years in the car business, there's an orange book, there's a blue book. Most car dealers actually use a black book. So I thought it was kind of cool to think of, you know, what about doing an appraisal? Because if you're a car dealer, you go out there and you appraise cars every day and you appraise them by the book, so to speak. But what if you appraise life by the real black book? In other words, that one that was written <laughs> by God years and years and years ago, 66 books of the Bible. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. Well, negotiation along those lines, Bible style, you know, you couldn't help but think of people that have done that. And I came across something that I really want to share today. What could we learn from the first book we have that was written in the English language by a woman? She wrote it in 1375, and we really don't even know her name. She hasn't, people are called her by the name of the church that where they were, where they got these writings, but nobody knows her name for sure. She was in the death throes of the bubonic plague and being given her last rites. And there, in a result of her negotiation with God, I can assure you many have been changed forever by reading what she shares here. And we're going to share some of that coming up at the end of the show and our appraisal by the Real Black Book. Of course, as I always want to mention, you can find out more about all these things, what Jesus, labor, love, car repair for single moms, widows, families in crisis, all that stuff, those updates, prayer requests, are always at ChristianCarGuy.com. When one of these come in, an application comes in, I always like to post it at the website so that people can see how they could pray for these folks. And you'll see those just you know, constantly in the feed there at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as, of course, Christian Car Guy Theater. Next week, we're going to be coming up on another episode of Pride Takes a Ride. So you got that, and you got, of course, an article to, on today's you know, a negotiation Bible style from the New Testament, even a little film clip that you might enjoy along those lines. And so we're going to get right into this negotiation Bible style 2016. But first of all, I want to tell you again, if you've had an experience with True Car or maybe CarMax or some car buying company that you feel like, wow, this, this is the way to go. These people saved me a lot of money, and this, this was a wonderful thing. I would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. I did uh, quite a bit of work this week with True Car. went in, put their app on my phone, went to see what that experience was like, and um, did some research on the dealer end, what they're involved in. So we have all that information coming up here. But Jesus, you know, that's the main heart of our show is Jesus taught and what Jesus teaches. And he, he taught probably the most profoundly simple wisdom ever taught on the art of negotiation. We're going to share that today. The most pr- profoundly simple wisdom ever taught on the art of negotiation. So simple 
that few can see it, but so profound that its use will change your life, and it really will change the world. And it's all in a three-little word, three-letter little word. <laughs> the three-letter word is called ask. Jesus said, ask, and it shall be given to you. You may recall that. It's in Matthew 7, 7. But because people are afraid to ask, marketing companies like TrueCar exist. Seriously. If you look carefully in TrueCar's dealer agreement, again, if you've seen it, they, they promise you that they're going to get you the best price on a car. They promise you that if you go to their website, you know, they're going to show you what everybody paid for a car in your area within so many miles that they'll give you dealer pricing and all sorts of other things along those lines. Those are their promises. And I no doubt that they work hard to do that. I'm not questioning their motives at all. I'm just saying that when, look at the way that it works. If you go in, and it's pretty easy to find on the Internet, and I have a copy of there at ChristianCarGuy.com, in TrueCar's dealer agreement from January 2013, if you look carefully at the bottom, it says <laughs> that if a dealer were to sell you a car under the TrueCar program, he has to pay TrueCar $299 if that's a new car and $399 if it's a used car. Now, Let's just think about that a second, right? If, if, if the dealer is having to pay true car $300 when they sell you a car, who do you think ends up paying that $300? Um, or if it was a used car, $400. Do you not think that that dealer is going to go, well, let's see, this person is under the true car program. I can't, you know, <laughs> and it can, that's all going to be. Well disguised, I assure you, they're not going to just automatically add two ninety nine. True, true Car probably wouldn't allow them to do that, but somewhere somebody's paying two hundred ninety nine dollars somehow in order for all this to work. Now, if you go to the True Car's dealer page, there they say to the dealers, "We're going to help you sell cars more profitably." So you can't help but wonder when they're offering to the customers that they're going to get you the absolute best deal and they're going to get the dealer the most profitable deal somewhere something ain't true. <laughs> Is that when those processing fees come into play? I don't know. I don't know where it all, <laughs> you know, but I just know that logic tells me if I'm a dealer and I was one for, you know, over 40 years in the car business, you know, your cost figure in there somewhere and you got to make a profit in order to stay in business. And so if it's costing you $300 more to sell it through two cars somewhere, somebody's going to have to pay for this. I don't know if it's in the financing or where they necessarily set it up, but it's just, you know. But if they're promising the dealer that they're going to make it more profitable, I, you, you can't help but wonder that something just does not appear to be um, just simple, so to speak. This can't be all that simple and it can't be all that easy. And by the way, if you go into True Car, just telling you from a personal experience, and you make the mistake, or maybe it's not a mistake, of giving them your name and your cell phone number and your telephone number, oh my soul. I mean, within moments, it won't take them 20 seconds and you will have phone calls coming in and they will come in till nine o'clock at night from dealers that are still open, that are still trying to sell you a car and you will be getting emails on a constant basis for a very short period of time. And you may think that there's only one exclusive dealer in your area. Well, I can assure you, I put it in on a Chevrolet, and I got a, every Chevy dealer I knew about within 20 miles was in on this thing. So I don't know about True Car. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, but more importantly, how what Jesus taught about negotiations. And there is a way to do this and have fun, and we're going to get to that coming up on the other side of this. we got so much more Christian Car Guy Show coming at you.
Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. Negotiations Bible style 2016. We're talking about, you know, that process. And Jesus taught significantly on this. And it, it may even seem too simple, but it really is not as simple as it sounds. We were talking about what Jesus taught in Matthew 7, 7, when he simply said, ask, and it shall be given to you. And yeah, he, he is talking about asking stuff of the Father there. I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong, but so much of life is right here. And in my opinion, that people are afraid to ask for what it is that they really want leads to all sorts of issues. In fact, I think the entire Dick Van Dyke show was written on the fact that that Rob Petrie's character didn't like to ask Buddy for anything. <laughs> if you look, it's just constantly that kind of thing. And when people go into a car dealership, they're afraid to ask. They're afraid to ask for this, and they're afraid to ask for that. And how about sitting down in a counselor's office? Now, I found this movie clip. It's from the movie How Do You Know? And it has that awkward situation where you're going to sit down with a counselor. <laughs> and exactly what are you going to ask? And, and, and this kind of proves the point right here. So, why are you here? I, I have a month left on my insurance, and they pay up to six visits. I meant, is there a difficulty? Well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go, because this is just, this is stupid. Not that this is stupid, but I mean, and thank you for your time, but just for me, you know? I mean, not this, but, uh... All right. But thank you for understanding. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, can I ask you just one stupid question? There's no such thing. Well, because I'm leaving and I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> so I was just wondering if there's one general thing that you found over the years to be generally true in a general way that would help anyone with any situation. That's a great question. Yes. I'd say... Figure out what you want and learn how to ask for it. Okay. Those are both really hard. Yes, but you came here, which was hard for you. And you're leaving right away also hard. So you're tougher than you think you are right now. Thanks. I appreciate that. Good luck. Figure out what you want and learn how to ask for it. The wisdom in there is just almost mind-blowing. And if we just, you know, there's a lot to think about there, but let's just take car buying for a moment. The biggest part of buying a car, in my opinion, is figuring out, figuring out what you want and what you can afford. And that is where way more huge mistakes, in my opinion, happen than anywhere else, is people don't figure out what it is that they really want. You can get a drop-dead deal. You know, we're talking about cheaper than anybody else got the car in 20 states. But if it's not what you want or need and you have to change car in the next few months, it will cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. So number one in the process of buying a car, new, used, whatever, (laughs) is getting a car you can enjoy for a long time. Because whether somebody made an extra two, three hundred, four hundred dollars on the original process is nowhere near as important ten years from now as whether or not you still like the car or it was the car that met your needs. So number one is 
figuring out what you want. And, of course, making it affordable is number two. Oh, it used to hurt me to see folks come back. You know, when you sell cars, one of the worst things you can have happen is somebody's coming back in six months where well, you've sold me this car and I really wanted power door locks and I didn't get them and now I need to trade and, oh, my word, what it will cost them if they trade that car at that point in time. So get back to it. Figure out what kind of car you want, color, accessories, styling, SUV, sedan. You know, my wife likes to sit up high and she likes to have a remote with power door locks. These are things that are really important to her in her life and they're keys to understanding things that you want. Now, in my view, you need a salesperson, man or woman, when you're sitting there explaining what you want that will listen. <laughs> I know that's how it's so easy to find, but if you're sitting there and you're explaining to them what you want and you can tell that they're trying to sell you something in stock, this is not the person that, that, that has your interests in heart. Yeah, that kind of goes along the line of don't accept the first deal. Right. You, see, if he won't listen to the kind of car you want, you know, it's just not really trying to help you. A good salesperson helps you most of all with that part of the process of discovering what you want. My dad, in my opinion, was one of the greatest car salesmen of all time. And he, he taught me a lot of what I know, but I would watch him. When he had a customer, he always, always, always made them drive at least three or four cars. They might have picked out the car that they wanted, but he would still want them to drive three or four other cars to make sure that this is what they wanted. Because, you know, this one fits your back a little different. This one feels a little different because getting what you want is a significant part of the process. It is way, way more important <laughs> than the pricing. The pricing is actually easy and fairly two-dimensional, especially when you compare that to the financing. The financing is another place that can cost you thousands if you're not careful. Here again, you should figure out what you want and ask for it. Now, it's cool to me, very cool, how Jesus did this. You'll notice that he did it with complete manners like God has. He didn't say ask and it shall be. He didn't say demand and it shall be given to you. He said, ask. <laughs> he didn't say seek. I mean, he did say seek. He didn't say obsess. He, he, he did say knock. He didn't say barge in. in. In other words, this is a very patient, humble place to be when you're working with somebody and, you know, you're, you're just sharing what your real needs are patiently and with good manners and with caring about the other person because that's all part of the deal. The challenge is that people take kindness for weakness. And I'm not saying you're weak. I'm not saying be weak. I don't want anybody to compromise beyond the either party's benefit. In other words, I don't want you to take advantage of the car dealer and I don't want the car dealer taking advantage of you. You can be strong and be humble. Jesus proves that and that and that and that's part of why we abide in Christ when we go do these type of transactions. That's why we pray before we enter into them. And the place of a good deal is where everybody is getting something that benefits them. And so we've got a little more on negotiation coming up. There's no doubt about that. But we got Steve Wingate coming up with his winning the race every day. We're going to want to hear from him. And we would love to hear from you. Did you go to True Car? 866-348-7884. All his life made every sacrifice, and all they wanted was to hold that trophy up. 
raced against the man in black and left it all out on the track. Still, he never won that Winston Cup. I'm gonna make it this fate. No one can shake it now. Finishing a winner in negotiations Bible style 2016. <laughs> We're doing all that today on the Christian Car Guy Show, and we would still love your calls, your comments. Maybe you just had a great experience with your local car dealer or CarMax or something along those lines. We would love to hear from you. 866 348 7884. 866 Truth, as we're talking about negotiations Bible style. We're hoping to hear from Steve Wingate here in a minute, but I wanted to give you an update on our Jesus labor of love. That's car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. Again, it was originally designed to where we have um, car repair centers across the country that are all linked in with us that would offer free labor if the single moms, widows, and families would provide their own parts, thus being a help. But we have found ourselves many times in crises where the um, family just wasn't in a position to do either, pay for the parts or the labor. And so we're really blessed to to help in those situations as well. Of course, you know, it's cool when we see it happening every week. And this week, you know, we had a lady that was in um, Walkertown, North Carolina, and, and she had an old bravada. And when she called in, um, she was a single mom and she was just panicking because she didn't know how to check her oil. She had lights blinking. She didn't know exactly what was going on. It really was not difficult at all to get her some help because she just needed somebody who knew how to check her oil and to tell her, wow, that light's not that important. You know, we can live with that for a while. And what looked like a really difficult situation turned out to be not that difficult. And that happens, oh, you know, maybe a third of the time where what they thought was just going to change their life and just, you know, be horrible turned out to be really simple when somebody could get in there and look at it and, and, and not be afraid of if this is going to overwhelm me financially. But there are some that are overwhelmed and we want to make you aware of that. And we always post these prayer requests again at christiancarguy.com. And, and I would urge you um, to check it out sometime and see, you know, these, as they come up this week, um, I would ask you to pray for a lady that's in living in New York and Albany in that, in that area we're, we're great, very grateful being on the light in that area. Um, but she is living, actually, in her 2002 Dodge Dakota. She's homeless, so to speak. And if that isn't tough enough, her car's overheating, and it appears her radiator has a bad leak, which that's over $200, and that won't necessarily fix the overheating, but it, it, it sort of adds to the problem that she just can't even keep water in the radiator. And so, you know, that's one of the situations that we're facing and we're asking you to prayerfully consider really if you might want to give to these causes as you hear about them. There's another lady. um, This is an elderly lady who the only thing that she was really able to do was have a CDL license where she drove a bus. But unfortunately, she got a speeding ticket and, and was immediately lost her occupation. And now she's, you know, it's really hard because she can't find another job with what she could do with her back problems. We're trying to help her along those lines, but then her transmission goes out in her 2002 Ford Taurus. Again, totally overwhelmed. So, at the Jesus Labor Love, we try to help in these situations any way we can, and um, we would give you the opportunity to donate 
clearly. Uh, if you want to write down this address, rather than go on the website and donate electronically, we would love for you to send your check to Jesus Labor of Love. It's 238 Sara, S-A-U-R-A Lane in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27107. Again, Jesus Labor of Love, 238 Sara, S-A-U-R-A Lane in Winston-Salem, 27107. Again, it's it's a wonderful thing to see and, and how God takes and meets these needs. And we have a chance to pray with these ladies. And since I'm actually able to talk to most of them myself, I'm blessed really always to pray with them almost immediately when I hear what they need and ask God to come in and help so that they can clearly see that this help is not coming from me or from you. It is coming from God so that they can see that God is the one that's going to meet these needs. And in, in a way it's negotiation Bible style, Kim, because you know, we're asking God to come in and help these folks. And he does that sometimes through your gifts or through the gifts of the many repair centers across the country that help us out with this. Now, I often share, how do you find a good mechanic? Well, one of the ways to do that <laughs> is to go to ChristianCarGuy.com and click on the repair centers or Christian car care centers that help out with a Jesus labor love. If they help out with a Jesus labor love, you can pretty much assume that these are good people that would take good care of your car as well. And it's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com under Christian car care center. So that's the update on the Jesus labor love. And, and I wanted to share that now. Um, getting back to our negotiation Bible style briefly, what I didn't get to um, that I wanted to is that, you know, at the end of the day, if we can perfect how to ask for things, and it just doesn't apply to cars. It applies to life in general. If you're going to buy a shirt or, or whatever it is that to try to understand in my marriage, in my relationship with my friends, what is it that, that I want? What is best for them how can I go about asking this and taking off the mask and not pretending things are okay when they're not okay and finding a way to into that relationship with a salesperson that you can really trust will really end up being a really good place for both of you. And when they see somebody that's being completely authentic and loving in the price, in the purchase purchasing of a car, you know, that's where your testimony is as a Christian. And they go, wow, this guy was for real. He told me what he needed. He wasn't rude. He, he tried to, you know, go through this process, and he really wanted my help. And I could help him by driving different cars and giving him different information that I've learned. And so the, the salesperson benefits from actually doing what they got, to, got up to do this morning. They got up this morning to try to help you buy a car. And by you allowing them to help you, <laughs> you actually are meeting a need in their life. It's kind of an interesting thing. God works it out that way. Well, speaking of winning the race, we have Steve uh, in Kerry who is looking at buying a car. And, Stephen, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Pat, uh, are you there? I am. I am. I'm very okay. interested in what you have. Okay. Well, back in June, uh, as I was traveling in my Kia Soul, somebody decided to run a red light and pulled in my vehicle. Oh, uh, God was very good to me because a couple more inches back and he T-boned me. I would have been seriously hurt. Well, the car was already paid for, so I wasn't looking for, for a new car. Well, I ended up going out looking and went to several places, several dealers, tried to talk to them, 
had one that I saw that was a nice car, and they just would not deal with me. And, you know, I told them, this is all I got. This is the money I got. And they were like, well, no, we can't, we can't sell it for that price. And I said, okay. So I went to another dealer and ended up buying a new Kia Optima. Got a great deal on it. And the people there at the Kia dealer met all of my needs. It was like, I know my wife was a prayer warrior. She was praying. And I mean, it didn't happen just over a couple of days. It happened like over a, almost a month period of trying to shop for one. Yeah, and I think, Stephen, you bring out a wonderful point there that I, you know, everybody's looking for the silver bullet. Like, I just do this and it automatically is going to make a great car deal for me. <laughs> yeah, but. Jesus has this thing where if we abide in him and pray like you did and you continue to pursue what it is that you know you need and want and and actually at the end of the process, knowing that Jesus was walking you through it and it ends up being a good thing for them and you, you know, unfortunately, or however you want to put it, you wouldn't have met these good people if you didn't have to go through some bad ones before you got there. Yeah, the amazing thing is the first place I went to, uh, which was a Ford dealer, um, they told me, well, it's going to sell by the end of the weekend if you don't buy it today. And I said, well, if the Lord wants me to have it, it'll still be there on Monday. I went back on Monday, and they still would not really deal with me. So um, (laughs) three weeks later, I'm looking online, and they still have the same vehicle on their lot, but they've now dropped the price $2,000, which is the price that I told them I'd originally pay for. So it was like, well, <laughs> you guys blew a deal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a matter of finding that person so often in so many different things in life that really wants to help you and really is looking to work both ways. Well, thank you, Stephen, for calling in. We got so much more Christian Car Guys showing up. Our appraisal by The Real Black Book. How about this lady from 1375? What was her name and how did she negotiate with God? We're going to find out all about that when we come back on The Christian Car Guy Show. God bless. When I stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. And it will be given to you. That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guys Show. Negotiations Bible style. Jesus taught this one so profound piece of wisdom when it comes to negotiation. It's unbelievable. Seems so simple, but it is really so hard. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. You don't have because you don't ask. There's a much deeper issue here than cars, of course. <laughs> Jesus was talking about asking your Heavenly Father when he was 
describing that in Matthew 7, 7. So moving to our appraisal by the real black book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment and lift our voice for understanding. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, what could we learn from a book, the first book actually written in the English language by a woman? She wrote it in 1375, and we really don't even know her name. She was in the death throes of the bubonic plague, and she was be- being given her last rites. And there we saw the results of a negotiation that she had with God. Now, some of you may know I'm talking about a book called The 16 Divine Revelations of Love, and it's Lady Julian of Norwich. Now, it's, she's called Lady Julian of Norwich because it was the J- St. Julian Church in Norwich where they found these writings and where this was, you know, labor, later published, became, you know, phenomenally popular in the 18th, 19th centuries and to this day. Of course, anybody um, who's really ill, it's an amazing book to read along those lines. But to understand a bit of it, they, we know that she had, according to her own words, been asking God earlier in life, before she contracted the bubonic plague, her negotiation with God is, I want to experience your passion. I want to abide in you. I want to grow closer to you. I want to understand more of what you suffered for my sin. Those were questions that she said she asked before she saw the 16 divine revelations. Now, again, she was a single woman, she was about 30 years old. She her, had lost her whole family to the bubonic plague, we understand. And now she was dying the bubonic plague. As she was dying, they called the priest in because they were all Catholic in those days. This is before the, the Reformation. And as the priest is giving her the last rites, he's holding a crucifix over her head. And as she looks up to this crucifix, God comes through with his, his end of the negotiations and gives her these 16 divine revelations. Now, I would love to just share what she saw a little bit and, and challenge you with what, what, she, what she saw. I believe that this is in the 12th one she said, that Jesus spoke to her. She was bemoaning the, the sin that she was, felt like was standing between her and Christ, and she had experienced a great deal of his passion, and it's a wonderful book if you want to understand the passion of the Christ. She goes through it in great detail. But here she is really, really upset because she can't get to God, she feels like, because of her sin, and she's bemoaning her sin. And Jesus says to her, according to her divine revelation, he said, sin is behovely. Now, that's a word I'd never seen before, but it's kind of like from the word behooves. In other words, sin is something that's advantageous to you. And then is quoted what most people would most quote by Lady Julian. He said to her, but all shall be well. And all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Now, that's a fascinating thing to think. How was sin to her advantage? Well, the angels don't know what redemption's about. We don't really get a sense of Jesus' passion or what he died for if we don't bemoan our own sin, and we wouldn't know what that was like if we didn't have it. And so there is some part of that that seems true to me. And she explained it earlier in the book by saying, Behold and see that by the same might, wisdom, this is hers from the book, Behold and see for the same might and wisdom and goodness that I 
Herod, done all things by the same might and wisdom and goodness, I shall make all things well, all that is not well, and thou shalt see it. In other words, Jesus is telling her that it's all going to work out. You're going to see all this. And by the fact that she was dying of the bubonic plague right here in the, in, in, when everybody was dying of it, and Jesus is telling her, behold and see that by my wisdom this is all going to work out. Lady Julian, according to what I read, lived to be 100 years old after this and write this book. And one of the things that really just took my breath <laughs> was in another one of those revelations, she saw this, and Jesus began to speak to her again. And this time he started to speak to her, and he said, It am, I it am. I it am is highest. I it, it am is lowest. I it am thou likest. I it am thou servest. Now, <laughs> what he's saying to her, it's, it's almost like what, what God told Moses. It's the I am stat- statement, but it's the I am with an it in there. What it is that you are looking for is me. What it is that you are praying for is me. What it is that you are searching for in life is me. And see, how did she get this revelation? It, 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 from what Jesus told us in Matthew 7, 7, she asked, you see, ask and it will be given to you. <laughs> Seek and you will find. Well, she asked, and so now she gets a chance to see Jesus in her moments of death, and he is saying, I am that what you're looking for. Now, what she mentions is that she saw him more glorious than she'd ever seen him, and things started to flash in her mind so fast that she couldn't even get it to register. The reason that blows me away personally is I had a, a similar experience. One night I was praying about a lot of stuff that really didn't have anything to do with where this prayer session went with Jesus, but all of a sudden God showed up in this prayer and I was laying in bed. It was in the middle of the night, just praying, praying, Lord, I need your help with these other things. And he shows up and Jesus says, Robbie, what do you want? And I glibly, cause you know, I was like, what? I said, well, I, I want to serve you. And he said, do you? And immediately when he said that, he started to flash all these things in front of me that I, that he put in my heart to do that I'd never done. And they were all very, very simple things like Oh, you forgot to ask Steve to lunch, and you were going to call Aunt Margie, and you were going to do this, and you were going to do that. The thing was, there was no condemnation with that. It was just all this list of stuff that he had asked me to do, and I hadn't done. And instead of being upset about it, it was like, oh, man, now I get to repent. And I, I was excited. I got up and stood because the stuff came at me so fast, just the way that Lady Julian explained to me. It was coming to my mind so fast that I just wanted to write it down because it seemed like such an opportunity. And then when I got done, as I was laying there just communing with Jesus over this, I started to see his face. And it was just as she described it. It was more glorious. And there was this golden hue that I was just started to scream. I actually waked up, woke up my wife and said, Tammy, I'm going to see his face. I'm gonna, I was so excited. I was just, just blown away because I felt like I was going to get to see his face. And at that moment, I realized he was answering to me my question of what do you want Robbie he was asking me to ask Robbie what do you want and what I found out what I wanted I it am <laughs> he is it he is what I wanted I didn't know how bad I wanted it until I began to see his face you see that's how I know that what Lady Julian saw was in fact something that would get her canonized I mean um, 
become what are they? I forget. Venerated in the Catholic Church and the Lutheran Church. How many people get to be saints in both? Amazing book. It's called Lady Julian of Norwich, sixteen divine revelations. It's free, by the way, from Google Books. You don't have to pay a dime for it. You can get it right there. So thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Again, go to ChristianCarGuy.com. Find out more about all this stuff, especially Jesus' labor of love. And remember, Jesus said, slow down. <laughs> he didn't say it. I'm going to say Jesus, Jesus walked everywhere he went.